Hi everyone, this is the Business Boot Up edition of the Dreamers and Doers podcast. I'm Aria and I'm joined by my co-host Sammy Grace. It's great to be here today. Hi Aria. So each of our episodes include interviews with the younger and more experienced entrepreneurs who will hopefully inspire, educate, and give you action steps to help your leadership and business. Now today we are coming to you guys live from the Norman Chamber of Commerce Banquet at the Embassy Suites Hotel and Conference Center right here in Norman. The Business Boot Up podcast partners with the Norman Chamber of Commerce who advocates to see Norman, Oklahoma be a thriving business community. And Business Boot Up is powered by First United Bank Norman. First United is not your typical bank, whose purpose is to inspire and empower others to spend life wisely. Thank you, Norman Chamber of Commerce and First United Bank for helping to see our youngest entrepreneurs achieve their business dreams. Now let's get into our interview. Today, we're joined by dreamer and doer, Mandy Haas. Mandy Haas is the vice president of the Sooner Bowling Center and Social Butterfly Catering. She is celebrating 18 years of running her family's bowling entertainment business, which has been at the current location for 37 years. She's been active in the bowling industry in both the state and national levels and serves on many community organization boards. Mandy and her family live on a ranch where they enjoy eating fresh with their grass-fed beef and garden and their own fresh fruits and veggies. So, hello Mandy. Thank Hi. you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I, I, bowling alleys are amazing and I, I just they cannot are. believe, they, that is just so cool. They are. It's fun. It's oh. a fun business. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we are the Dreamers and Doers podcast and we'd like to know, do you consider yourself a more natural dreamer or doer? I like to bank up lots of ideas and then when the time is right, I like to implement them. So a little bit of both. I think I do my best uh, free thinking in the mornings, you know, like I'll have a, I'll sleep on something and then I'll have a, maybe like a solution for it in the mornings, kind of before anything hits your brain and then you can go do it. But um, like specifically at work, there, there are things that I have been on my, I want to do list for a long time, like sometimes years. Um, and then just the opportunity comes to be able to implement it. So I love setting aside time to do creative thinking and to, um, you know, kind of separate yourself from the daily operational stuff so that you can have time to think big about your business, kind of working um, on it instead of working in it. But then I also love it when a plane comes together. So I, I also <laughs> love it when, you know, my projects come to fruition. So... I love that. So we are going to go back a little bit into time. So I, I would like to know, what was life like for you growing up? I probably had like the perfect 70s and 80s childhood. Um, <laughs> rode my bike to school, rode my bike to the pool with my friends. Uh, MTV, of course. Um, <laughs> you know, mom and dad, I lived in Shawnee, Kansas, which is a nice, nice town in Kansas City. Went to good schools, Shawnee Mission School District. Um, was always involved in things. Um, got involved in drill team in high school and journalism. And I was on the diving team. For some reason, our high school had a swimming pool, like an indoor pool. Yeah. And so I was on the diving team. So always kind of been involved in things. And... Uh, a joiner. I guess it was a joiner. But, uh, you know, really probably like the perfect, you know, my parents both worked. So I grew up in a flower shop. My parents uh, owned a small business in Kansas City. So I grew up in a flower shop, grew up working with them from the time I was about seven on, but also had a lot of freedom. Like when I was 16, I was driving flower deliveries around the greater Kansas City area, which I probably would never let my kids do right now. But, um, but you know, 
different times and you work for your parents and you've got to do the things yeah. in the business. So it was, I had a very good childhood. Very good childhood. That's really cool. Can you tell us about your journey to becoming the owner of your own bowling center and then a catering business? Um, that was uh, a funny conversation. I, my father-in-law and my father-in-law and my mother-in-law are the owners, uh, ori- not original owners, but they've owned it since 1984. And um, mostly people who were bowlers had managed the business. And we were just having a conversation. I worked for the American Heart Association for five years and did uh, fundraising and the Oklahoma City American Heart Walk. And then before that, I did plastic sales out of a uh, plastic sales warehouse. First in Kansas City, and then I transferred when I got married and moved to Oklahoma. So I had a little bit of sales and fundraising background, and I'd grown up in a small business, and we're at, I don't know, dinner one day, and my father-in-law says, I just wish that I had uh, somebody, you know, who maybe was family that I could trust, you know, to run the business. And I kind of perked up because at that point I'd worked for the Heart Association for five years and I either had to move to Topeka or Dallas to, and I wasn't going to do that, of course. I mean, we were in Norman at that point. And my husband's looking at me with these big eyes. He's like, you're used to working with hospital CEOs and, you know, team captains. And I said, I grew up in a small business. I can do this. So it's a funny conversation. But uh, yeah, my father-in-law hired me because I said I thought I could do it. And I knew zero, zero much about bowling. Um, But I felt like I knew about small business. So I thought, well, you jump in feet first. You can teach yourself a lot of things. But I also felt like I had a strong enough business background that I could fall back on that if I needed to. So So I want to learn a little bit more about that. Um, about your businesses and how they just came to be and what they are now. So what does a day in your life look like between your two businesses? It's crazy. (laughs) Um, It's really crazy because, first of all, we're a public building, right? I mean, so people just come in and out. and um, It could be, you know, salespeople or customers. We have a lot of league bowlers. So league bowlers are a great segment of our customer base because they're in our building, you know, every week, right, for like 30, 32 weeks. So we know them. It's kind of like a cheers environment, you know, with our league bowlers. We know them. They know us. Um, there's a comfort level there that, you know, you don't have with just people who come in once or twice. Um, then, of course, we have a grill component. So we have a food and beverage component. We have a bowling component. And then two years ago, um, right before the year that we're not going to speak of, we decided to open a catering uh, division off of the kitchen area that we had recently expanded in the bowling center. So basically, you've got this big, gorgeous, brand new kitchen. What else could you do with it? So it was kind of that kind of conversation. What else could we be using this for? And uh, my business partner, who you've had on the show, Liz Barfield, came in. And Liz and I had known each other from several different things, but also um, had a chamber background together. So being creative, putting our heads together, a lot of things were happening at the same time. But um, a day in the life is crazy because I've got, uh, we have 40 employees, so about 40 team members. So managing the schedule, checking in on them, making sure I'm doing everything I can to set them up for success on any given shift or ordering things from vendors, um, 
food, beverage. We have a small bar, so there's a lot of um, licensing and dealing with government agencies and things like that, that you know, that goes with it. Um, and then you could be dealing with customer things, you could be dealing with, right now we're dealing with a lot of supply chain things, I'm sure you've heard, it's all true. <laughs> there are weird things going on in the supply chain world, so trying to get product, trying to keep products, you know, um, but, but that's what I like about it, is that no day is the same. Um, I can have my whole day planned out on my planner the night before, and then something happens, and I have to adjust. Improvise. Yeah. And improvise. Improvise and overcome, usually. Yeah. So, but it's fun. That's, that's the nature of small business. That's kind of the nature of the bowling industry. Um, I have a lot of good friends who we can text back and forth and share crazy stories with that I would not share on this show. Um, but it's fun. It's no day is the same. But that is really what I love the most about it. That's really interesting. So you're not only a business owner, but you're also really involved in the community. What led you to become a board member and then a board chair? So, actually, I was on city council for four years. Um, when Kind of right in the middle of when I had switched jobs to run Sooner Bowling Center. And when you're on city council, uh, you can pick uh, which community board you want to be an honorary board member on. And just knowing that I had a comfort level with business, I picked the chamber. So I was um, you know, kind of, I guess, an honorary board member during my tenure on city council, and I liked it so much. Um, I like, what I like about it is I like having information, I like having resources, I like knowing who to call if I need something. Um, you know, those are all that kind of access to information and resources. Those are all things that I've developed through my relationships in the chamber. So, um, got on because of city council, but then stayed on because I was in business and liked business and kind of, I just liked being in the loop on things or maybe having the relationships so that if I needed something, I, I knew where I could go to find out more about it. So. I love that. So, looking more towards the future of, of your two businesses, what is a dream that you are looking forward to or working on now? Uh, one that we're working on right now is we're actually expanding into a retail space. Right next door to our catering offices, we had a retail space come open. And we are right now in the construction phase of opening a retail space where clients can come and sit down at a table and maybe in a more comfortable environment than bowling pins clanging in the background. And have, you know, meetings about their wedding or whatever events they want to do. We're also using it for some more catering storage because with catering, as you can imagine, you kind of have a lot of stock. So we're using it for some more organized catering storage and then also um, a retail frontage for the business. We're also doing a lot of during COVID, we shifted and did a lot of carry-out and take-and-bake and kind of where people were coming in and picking food up from us to take home. And this will hopefully be an extension of that as well. So that's something that we're working on right now. I always have that running list that I talked about of things in my head for the bowling center. Um, so there are always things that I want to do in the bowling center, too. It's just some of those things on that list are a matter of uh, you know, what opportunity. Money, yeah. yeah. Time and money converge, that's, that's, that's the best opportunity. So, um, but the, the retail space for catering is something I'm really excited about. 
Cool. So what is one life lesson you wish someone in middle or high school would have shared with you? This is a really good question, uh, and I thought about this quite a bit, and I think what I wish I would have known is that you can be interested in a lot of different things. When I was in high school, you had to pick your path, declare your major, you know, graduate with that major, and then go find something in that major. And that's just not how the world works. And it's certainly not how it works now. Um, so what I wish I would have known is that you can do all the things that you're interested in. And the universe has this really amazing way of weaving them all together sometimes. So that, you know, what you come out with is something that you're doing that you love. But then you're able to build on all your past experiences and weird things that you've done. I was standing out there talking to Michael and I said, you know, I was in journalism. I, um, in high school, I was the producer of our radio TV and film shows, and I loved that. But what that's given me, even though I don't do that anymore, is a comfort level in doing things for my business, social media marketing, being in front of the camera, speaking. Um, so I wish I, you know, I just wish that people would know that you can do whatever you want to do. You know, pursue all the paths, do all the things. Um, and it's all gonna it's all gonna give you experience that will benefit you at some point in your life. The universe has a crazy way of weaving it all together and, and showing you, you know, that it's okay that you're interested in a bunch of different things. Yeah. I love the I love your outlook on that. I love the way you see things. It's awesome. So now for our last question, unfortunately, do you have a tip of any kind that you want to share with our listeners and us uh, that want to start their own business? Um, business tips. I would say um, definitely do your research. Seek out people who have already done it. Definitely try and find a mentor. I'm sure everybody says that. But like, for example, in the bowling industry, you know, there's a there's a national organization. It's the Bowling Proprietors Association of America. When I reached out to them, they had education. They had training. They had seminars. They had resources. So a lot of times these member organizations, be it the chamber or an industry-specific one, will have resources that you can seek out and find so that you're not just going into it on a wing and a prayer. So, you know, definitely do your research, but there's definitely a component of business that you do have to run on a little bit of faith. You have to trust your gut. So I would say really make sure you have a just a good grasp of, you know, being truthful with yourself, but also kind of trusting your gut a little bit. There are some things you have to do on a little bit of faith and a wing and a prayer. Um, but if you have enough research behind it, I think it gives you enough of a baseline with your gut to make some really, you know, good decisions. And, you know, find friends. I mean, I could not do anything in this business without my friends who are in this business, too. They are a vital part of being successful. All right, Mandy, thank you so much for your time. I know that we and those that listen are going to be so much better for it. So before we sign off, where can we find more information about your bowling center and your catering business? Excellent question. We're on social 
social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook, and we have a great website. So you can go to SoonerBowl.com or at SoonerBowling. Um, and for Social Butterfly Catering, you can go. To, you can just search Google because, of course, I have all my keywords teed up. Um, you can go to Social Butterfly Catering Norman, and we'll be there. And then we're also on Instagram and Facebook. So all right, we're everywhere. Viewers, you guys know where to look. We'll be back real soon with our next guest. Thank you. All right, and we are back. We might have a little bit of a change of studio, change in host, and maybe a change of apparel, but we are back with our next dreamer and doer, Katie Sparks. A little bit of backstory. Wristworld began as an experimental learning project in collaboration with LoveWorks Leadership and Trifecta Communications, a tech, agent, a tech and ad agency based in Oklahoma City. By using augmented reality technology, for months, the students worked hard to develop an interactive game plot and characters introduced Wristworld, an AR video game on five slap bands. One band even features Hatsune Miku, a popular Japanese vocaloid, which opened up international sales. Right now we have Katie Sparks, one of the founders of Wristworld, and the sitting CFO. She is 16 years old and attends community Christian school. Uh, as a sophomore, she is a singer, musician, and actress, as well as plays volleyball and golf. So hello, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm amazing. How are you, Braden? Better than I deserve. It's a good day <laughs> to be a podcast host, I would say. And so super excited to learn more about you and your story. I think, Arya, you're going to kick us off for our first question. Yeah, I am. So we're really excited to learn about you and your story. What drew you to first be a part of the Wristworld team? Well, I had participated in earlier LoveWorks camps, and I knew that any entrepreneurship camp through LoveWorks had to be legitimate. And when they proposed the idea of kids starting a technology company, and they said that they were taking applications, I was 100% in. I love that. I'm, I'm kind of realizing this is really funny, is that— uh... Like, we have our host, and we have our guest right here. We're like, we're all founding members of Wristworld. So, like, reading <laughs> through that bio without being like, oh, I, I know this. I did this <laughs> stuff. is often pretty funny. And so, you're going to be talking about some challenges at least a little bit. And so, we're trying to inspire and kind of get these young entrepreneurs into it. We know that, although being in a business, super, super fun, a lot of benefits, a lot of challenges. And we all know that. But could you just walk us through some of the challenges we as a company and you faced, you know, trying to get to where we are now? Well, I'd say we've been through uh, more than our share of challenges, but that's what you're going to get in any business um, venture. We've been through many, but our favorite to talk about is the New York International Toy Fair. We love talking about it. Yes. Um, it was a very great example of the the beginning of our business, really when we felt like we got hit by a truck <laughs> with all of the uh, crazy things that happened. And man, has it made us grown since. So, um, as you know, kids aren't allowed on the toy fair floor, and that posed a little bit of an issue for our team. But we eventually, through persistence, got um, a spot and booth on the toy fair floor. But then what we found was a difficulty was getting our product produced. You see, <laughs> we weren't having our product uh, manufactured here in the States, so we were having it manufactured in China. And one thing that was um, a revolutionary uh, realization for us was that <laughs> for Chinese New Year, all factories and everything just shut down and they party. So we didn't have any product going to, into the New York International Toy Fair. Um, we overcame that struggle, but always uh, having manufacturing out of country, all of our interactions out of country are always very difficult, especially having a small company. Yeah, I feel like that. Uh, we still have those American-made ones we have. Uh, we yeah. use just like, oh, this is the, our humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. So definitely a lot of persistence we saw there, which is quite fun. Yeah, I, those I, were I, Let's use the word fun, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, 
<laughs> Running a business is already quite a challenge. The Ristral team is made up of teens that have a busy school and extracurricular schedule on top of it. What's some advice you have for students that want to work together on a business venture? I would say that most importantly, if you find something that um, you're passionate about, a business that you want to start, before making any huge plans of all the things you want to do, make sure that you are willing and ready to contribute and invest the time that's going to be required. Ask yourself truly, ask your parents, do you, is this even something that you want to pursue? Because it is going to take more time than you could ever imagine if you really want to go somewhere with it. So you really need to love it, whatever you're doing. And then the same thing goes for anyone you want to go into business with. You need to um, be very um, observant of each of your members and expect the same level of um, passion and determination and contribution from them as you're going to contribute. Because even though it's overstated all the time, it is because it's true. The chain is only as strong as its weakest link. Yeah. So... You're our company CFO, and let's just chat a little bit fi about finances. I know your favorite. Uh, the company, we started in like summer of 2018. We didn't start sales until 2019 and launched the new partnership last year. That's crazy to think about mm -hmm. with Hatsune Miku, and that's almost doubled our sales overall. So can you tell us about the journey that kind of led to this insane growth that we've been able to see? That it is. It is an insane growth. You're exactly right, Brayden. Yeah, we've made almost— 40, a little over $40,000 in revenue in 2021, which is crazy compared to 2020, which was a little over $10,000. So it's been an amazing change. But what happened? Because that is too drastic. Mm -hmm. um, well, in summer of 2020, we decided to run a commercial for the Miku Expo. We had just licensed her, and this was going to be the biggest Miku event of the year because everything had been made virtual. So they were having one sole event. Mm. And we made a zero-budget commercial, and we had a show at the Miku Expo, and who knew? It, it hit. It was amazing. Everybody loved it. We were trending internationally on Twitter and several other platforms. And, you know, the rest is history. Sales went through the roof on our website, the, the best our website has ever done by far. Mm -hmm. Before that, we were focused mainly on retailers, especially on Q, is pushing a lot of our sales. But with website sales internationally, so mm -hmm. many countries we got to deliver to. Um, and then leading into that, we became, uh, we were soon in contact with HMV and Loves. And so then that, near the end of the year, really contributed yeah, to our sales. Absolutely. Super fun journey. Like I say like super fun journey, I was like part of it, but it's like, it's awesome to hear like from different perspectives. Like you kind of did that. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. So what's next on the horizon for Wristworld? We got to get into this without revealing too, too much what's yes. on the horizon. So you you know us. We're always doing something. Uh, what we're currently working on is amazing and incredible. But as you know, we tend to like to surprise the Wristworld fam. So I can't tell you yet. But stay tuned. You'll find out very soon. But it has been a long process. And we really think that it's something Wristworld fans are going to to love. All right, so it's a stay tuned. I love mm -hmm. it. It's going to okay. be great. It's going to be great. All right, all right. <laughs> they know. So we for our last question, for our last question, I'm so sad that we have to give our last question is, what advice would you give to any young entrepreneur out there who wants to start their own business, get involved with this world? Mm. I, I would say you need to, if you want to know what the next step for your business is, 
where you need to go next because that's one of the most difficult things, just knowing what to do. You're starting a business from ground zero. Like, what do you do first? Go to the people who've done it. There's so many people in our community, more than you could ever actually interact with, who have, you know, walked the long and winding path that is entrepreneurship. And they've won. They've succeeded. And here they are now. If you go to them, nine times out of ten, they will want to meet with you. And even they'll want to help you. Especially if you're a kid. Especially Especially if you're a kid. kid. So go out there. Anyone you're brushing shoulders with is so so important, so worth it. And you never know what's going to come out of it. So anytime uh, you're out, be representing yourself well, represent your business well, and be looking for those opportunities because those connections with people are what will change the future of your business. Love that. I love that. Katie, thank you for your time. I know that we and those that are listening to this will be better for it. Where can we learn more about Wristworld? At our website, wrist.world, or at our Instagram, team underscore wristworld. I got to add on, as another member of Wrestle, if you're local, we're, we can find us at On Hue and Loves if you're local around us. We love getting those sales and seeing that happening over there. And again, Katie, thank you so much just for being able to be on the podcast and learn a little bit more about Wrestle. I feel like I'm learning more. I'm part of it. Um, <laughs> so, Aria, those are some pretty awesome interviews. What was something that really stuck out to you? Something that stuck out to me is like making connections. You never know who mm. you're going to meet and what experience you can gain from those people. I love that. Like, I, I'm naturally like what you could like a connector. I love talking with people and just meeting new people. It's like, it's, it's who you know, right? It's always going to be who you know. I love that you mentioned the fact is that go out. Like when I go into some events, I'm like, I want to shake every person's hand here. Mm-hmm. Um, just get to meet those people. It will truly change if it's your life or if it's your company. It will make a difference. I love that so, so much. So viewers, next week we will be back with two new business owners that will hopefully inspire, educate, and give you a powerful point of action to grow your idea or business. We want to send a huge, huge thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce, First United Bank, and LoveWorks Leadership for believing in our youngest entrepreneurs. And remember, real leaders don't blend in. They stand out. Dream big. And do your dreams. Bye, y'all. <laughs>